Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. A lot to do on the show today. The schedule is out. We went through a detailed, I would say optimistic run through the schedule, but you can be the judge of that. I was at Bears OTAs yesterday. Uh, one of my videos of Justin Fields throwing a bomb to Tristan Ebner, who dropped it, uh, but it was a beautiful throw by Fields. It's got 30,000 some odd views on Twitter. People loving seeing anything about Justin Fields. Uh, maybe I'll post some videos of him handing the football off. But it was an interesting day at OTAs. They made the offensive coaches available to talk, and I sat down with one of the coaches who I, quite frankly, did not know uh, before yesterday, but Tyke Tolbert, uh, who was coached in the NFL since 2003. He was a wide receivers coach for the Cardinals, the Bills, the Panthers, the Broncos, and most recently the Giants from 2018 to 2021. So he's now the Bears receivers coach, and he has the job of getting Bayless Jones up to speed, right? So third-round pick. Let's go, Valus. You can do this. But they're asking him to do a ton of things. So I asked him, like, hey, how realistic is it for you to get Valus up to speed in five different categories, in essence? So this was Tolbert's reaction to that question. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. It's not easy. Uh, but, you know, if it was easy, anybody could do it. I mean, I could do it if it was easy. So <laughs> it ain't easy, but... but the thing to do, in my opinion, is throw it at him now. Put him in multiple positions now to, to just throw him in the fire. He's going to mess up. Like all receivers, they're going to mess up. But see what he can absorb and take in. And then when we start to get in the fall and game plan, now we know he's been exposed to this. He's been exposed to that. He's been exposed to that. Now you put it all together. Now he, he knows how to do a lot of things rather than just playing one position. My takeaway from that, it ain't going to be easy. And... Keep your expectations low for how good Valus is, so don't rip the guy if he's not incredible out of the gates. A lot for that guy to digest, considering that he was only a productive wide receiver one year in college last year with Tennessee. And from there, I moved over to running backs coach David Walker. 25 years coaching experience, seven in the NFL. He was the running back coach with the Colts from 11 to 14 and the Lions from 2016 to 2018. So it's been a minute since he's been in the NFL. I enjoy talking to him. Seems impressive to me. Matt Aberflus, good hire, buddy. But they have a Colts thing going on with Bears running back David Montgomery and how they can get him to the next level in his fourth year. What uh, could be the next level for David? If, if he, I mean, obviously he's off to an unbelievable start in his career, but what he sees like, what's next for him? David has the opportunity to be as good as anybody in this league. He's got the skill set. He's got the mindset. He's going to get his opportunities. Quickness check, vision check, power check. He's got all those all those things. There's some some guys that his his style is kind of similar to 
that uh, you know we're working on studying this off season a little bit. Um, the, the the guy minus the forty yard dash speed time, okay, minus that. But the guy that's really really similar to him that had a breakout year last season is Jonathan Taylor. So that is high praise, high desire, David Montgomery to Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor led the NFL in rushing last year by a wide margin. Number one at 1,811 yards. That is way ahead of Nick Chubb, who had 1,259 yards. Now, they both averaged 5.5 yards per carry. Chubb played in 14 games, Taylor in 17 games. Uh, But we're talking about, what is that, Uh, 550-some-odd more yards for Taylor. Uh, And, of course, last year, Montgomery missed time. Um, he only played in 13 games and finished with 849 yards, was the 17th in the NFL. So that's a huge jump, but you got to like the way they're looking at this. And I also think that there's that Colts connection, Matt Eberflus coming from Indianapolis. Hey, do these guys look similar? Uh, key thing though, uh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor is faster than David Montgomery, but I think they see a similar stuff in shiftiness. So, it's a of a comparison. Hey, we think that David Montgomery, looking at the film, could be just like Jonathan Taylor, who was the best damn running back in the NFL last year. So, I thought both of those were, were interesting little moments in Bears time. Get Velas up to speed, get Montgomery to the next level, work on the offensive line. Lucas Patrick, I mean, this guy's just a lunatic. I, here's five seconds of Lucas Patrick. I think it's great. I mean, bring 30 guys in, like... We can only have five, and it's only going to push guys further. It's going to push me further. I'm going to push other guys further. I can't think of a better scenario, even for me as a veteran, having so many young guys that, you know, they see different things or they're asking me questions. It's the Bears News Center coming over from Green Bay. Ryan Poles, you know what the hell you're damn doing on the offensive line. At least you better. That's your forte, buddy. Uh, And I love this guy's leadership. That's great, Ryan Poles. I love that you drafted four offensive linemen. I'm not worried about my job. I'm worried about getting better. It's good for me. It's good for them. And he's had another comment about the NFL. The one thing you got to love about it is the, I think he said it's the competition is pure. Who's better than who? That's who's going to have the job. There's plenty of politics, I'm sure, but maybe when it really comes down to it, it's you know, you got to be better than your fellow man, and if you're not, you're going to get cut. And If you are, you're going to be on the team, in essence, and when you're not, you'll be out of the league. Uh, this dude's a competitor, and it, it just screams at you when he's up there talking. The Bears, uh, they're looking for quality people. Rework of this franchise, Lucas Patrick, they found one in him. Just a little snippet from what's going on. Actually, one more. My guy, Trevor Simeon, former Wildcat. I never thought Trevor was very good with the Wildcats. I always wanted Kane Coltner on the field. Northwestern fans, you may remember, they were both on the team, and Fitz was splitting time with both of them. Now you look back, should Trevor have been the guy, I mean, every down, right? It's been in the league for, looks like the guy's going to have a 10-year career. Uh, And the Bears... Wanted him badly enough that they took him on when they had Nick Foles under contract. Uh, Trevor's happy to be home. I love Chicago. Um, glad it, wor- it worked out, and I'm here. Uh, my wife was, was super excited, too, so it's good to see some old buddies. Uh, I got a chance to go back to Northwestern for a practice. Um, yeah, f- feels like home. Snippets from training camp brought to you by At The Carm. Hey, uh, if you're liking this podcast, feel free, please, put a... Uh, 
click that five-star rating and uh, put a comment in. It'd be amazing to get a comment from you uh, if you're enjoying the pod. But uh, let's go through the schedule. Let's get my guy Patrick Schmidt in here. Doe Windy City Bears pod during OTA starts right now. Showtime. Schmitty, I think we are the last pod to tackle the schedule, so saving the last, the best for last, that's what we're doing here on DeWindy City. Good to see you, pal. Good to see you, too, last but certainly not least. And this just means that we've had uh, the whole weekend to really digest these 17 regular season games, the three preseason games, Mad Nagy coming back to Chicago for what I'm sure is going to be a great reception from the, uh, <laughs> from the fans at Soldier Field, but... Yeah, 17 games. We, we teased it last week. We we're going to you know, break down as many games as we could and, and offer up our, our early win-loss predictions. And I don't want to spoil it here, but uh, I think I'm going over my initial win-loss projection uh, when we were talking earlier this month. So I, I'm feeling the good vibes, and I'm feeling optimistic today. I mean, I got a great path to 8-9, eight, 9-8, nine, nine and eight, but uh, I, I put my prediction out on – the old Twitter uh, social media extravaganza, and uh, yes, I can. You can get yourself to ten and seven. You can find yourself to, uh, you know, it's not it's not hard to get to five and twelve either if you want to be negative. But I I do think there's just a lot of fun quirks to the schedule here. First off, the Bears three more times in prime time. Here comes Green Bay in week two. Like getting the Packers early. You've got a chance at a primetime win when you play the Washington Commanders in week six on a Thursday night. And then you've got a sweet week seven primetime matchup. We're going to go through all the games here. But you get to see Mac Jones on a Monday night uh, and and visit the Patriots where the Bears have just gotten crushed. But I do think it's uh, the Bears the, the, the Bears are still good TV, good and or bad. But I think it is noteworthy that all their primetime games early in the season – before the the full tank is on, let's go three times first week. You know, first seven weeks of the season. Yeah, that's an opposite of what it was last year, where they had so many games in prime time towards the end of the season with the anticipation of the the unveiling of Justin Fields. Uh, they did open up prime time against the Rams, and then had uh, some of those games flexed out at the end of the year. Maybe we'll see the the reverse also hold true this year, where some games are, are flexed in because the Bears are playing better than we thought. In April and May, when the schedule was put out, Justin Fields is lighting the world on fire. This defense is looking back to its old monsters of the midway uh, form. We got some offensive playmakers emerging, coming into their own. Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, fingers crossed. But yeah, I, I hear you. There's a there's a path to to talking yourself into into a lot more wins than initially thought, and also conversely, um, boy, is is this going to be a three or four or five win kind of team? So. Um, yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards the, the more optimistic side of things. Certainly things can change in a hurry with injuries. Um, nothing changes quicker day-to-day, week-to-week than in the NFL. So as we break this down in mid-May, uh, certainly a lot could change between now. Hey, maybe the Bears sign Odell Beckham Jr. in a few weeks. That would, I, that would I, certainly I, help things, right? And, you know. I, I've got an Odell uh, note coming up here I think that you'll enjoy as I was just going through uh, each game, which is what we're about to do. Uh, feel free to jump in on the chat. Records for the Bears. Excitement on the schedule. OTAs. I'm going to be out at uh, good old Hallis Hall tomorrow. So follow at the Carm on Twitter for all. I'll be putting up some videos, and we'll have some 
whatever's being said at the podium as well in the afternoon, giving you the full coverage over here. Uh, but I do like one of the most fun things for me this year for the Bears, if, as far as the schedule is concerned, you get to see Fields be, you know, obviously he's not competing against the other quarterback, but you get to see him against Zach Wilson. You get to see him in week one against Trey Lance. You get to see him against Mac Jones. So those are all just kind of storylines to see where the organizations are. Uh, Shmay, should we start off with uh, with week one and 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 the and the Niners at Soldier Field on on nine eleven? The the pageantry is always going to be huge. Uh, you know, horrible day in the history of the country, but we'll honor it. And of course, uh, lost to the Niners last year, thirty three twenty two. San Francisco leading the all time series, thirty five thirty two and one. They've split the last six, and here we go with. Lance, the third overall pick, and and feels the eleventh overall. Let's get this season going, baby. Yeah, let's let's take like a minute or two each game here, and operating under the assumption it's going to be Trey Lance as a starter, moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe he's traded uh, between now and the start of the season. But if it's Trey Lance, I think that increases the Bears' odds of getting a win. If it's Jimmy Garoppolo, I think the 49ers are going to be the favorite to win that game. 49ers are a better team on paper. It's in Soldier Field. New coaching staff, maybe there's the the element of the unknown there. So if it's Trey Lance against Justin Fields, let's give this one a win to the Bears. <laughs> I told you I'm feeling optimistic. I, I don't know why I just find the whole thing humorous. This is just uh, this is just what we do on, on, on May 16th, I guess. But uh, it's interesting that you're saying if you actually think that this might implode on the Niners. Am I hearing that right? Well, I mean – What's going to happen with, with Jimmy Garoppolo? If he's still on the roster, I, I think he's going to be the starter. If he's not on the roster, then obviously it's going to be Trey Lance. But if they're both on the roster, Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback right now. Trey Lance might be a better option long term. But, um, yeah, if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, I think 49ers win. If it's Trey Lance, I think you know I'll take the Bears on a coin flip. That's just uh, – okay. I, I mean – I'll be stunned if it's not Trey Lance. I'm, and I think that's why I'm picking the Bears to win in the opener. You're going up against a brand new, basically quarterback. Didn't play last year. The Flus will be loose on opening day. Let's go! And uh, hey, there's great history against the the 49ers and the Bears. One that uh, stood out to me back in history. That was the Gale Sayre six touchdown game. It came against the San Francisco 49ers, damn it. So uh, why not get a win on opening day and be 1-0 and have the city go absolutely freaking crazy that Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace are gone, the Bears are 1-0, Justin Fields looks good, David Montgomery's doing his thing, Darnell Mooney's sweet, we got a ton of cap space coming next year, and we're 1-0, baby. But then uh, here comes Green Bay. Uh, I don't think, and literally no one on the planet has picked the Bears to win this football game, but yet because it's Bears-Packers, they're putting it on national TV Sunday night. Let's go. Yeah, one and one. <laughs> let's let's move on to week three. <laughs> Just for the record, 18th straight year, 18 straight years that the Bears and Packers are facing each other in prime time. Uh, and most times it's up in Green Bay, 14 of the 18. Uh, of course, the Packers coming back to sh Chicago late in the season. Green Bay at the beginning of the year, they can be a little wonky. I'm just going to say that. Let me just put that out there. Last year, week one, got smoked. Aaron Rodgers laughing about it. Had just been in the jungle all summer long, taking pictures on waterfalls and whatnot. 
and you've got a lot of moving parts up in Green Bay. So I, I, I will just say in week two, whatever the spread is, I'm going to take the Bears on the point spread. Just put that, just mark that down. But I'll have them to lose the football game. So one and one. All right. I don't think I don't think Rodgers is is chasing waterfalls this off season. So, yeah, I'm yeah one and one. Oh, okay. Week three. Here comes the fighting Lovey Smiths, the Houston Texans to Soldier Field noon kickoff. Uh, Texans are four and one all the time versus the Bears. Bears getting the win in the last game, which was 2020, 36 to seven. Our guy Mitchell Trubisky, not really our guy, but God bless. Three touchdown passes. David Montgomery, an 80-yard touchdown run. I'm I'm feeling two and one here, right? Yeah, two and one. Justin Fields getting the win over Davis Mills, another quarterback from that rookie class uh, from last season. And, and like you said, you teed it up. There's going to be a lot of those matchups this year, but Bears are a better team than the Texans. Texans are way behind in the rebuilding effort. Um, even with a pair of first-round picks this year. But, yeah, i like the Bears to win this one. And this should be a, a convincing win. Should be a, a showcase kind of a game. So, yeah, two and one. City's loving it. Two and one. Let's go to New York. Can they get a win at the Giants? Start the year three and one. I was asking uh, around to my gambling people, like, what are the odds that I could get on the Bears being three and one and going to New York would do it here in, in what we're setting up October the 2nd. Week four, noon kickoff, five straight years, by the way, playing the Giants. Bears have won three of four, Schmitty. I got a winning streak here. Got the Bears <laughs> winning this one over Daniel Jones and whoever else, Saquon Barkley and, and the Giants. Uh, Giants aren't a very good team. So this is a win for the Bears going on the road in the MetLife Stadium. I like it. Three and one. Let's go Bears. Can you imagine if they're, if they're three and one? Acing the first quarter of the, of the season, Justin Fields year two, the Flus and Ryan Poles era, getting off to a nice start. It's a, it's a soft entry there with the Texans and the Giants back-to-back weeks after uh, two tough playoff opponents to start. This is my old Dell Beckham Jr. note from you. Last time in New York, lost to the Giants. It was 2018, 30-27 in overtime. Uh, I don't know if you remember that game, but at the start of it, it was a horrendous, horrendous interception. Uh, 46 seconds in Chase Daniel getting picked mm-hmm. off. Uh, Eight-yard return for a touchdown. Oh, my God. Um, but then the Bears had an insane comeback, and you had the pass in overtime from Tariq Cohn to Anthony Miller. Cody Parkey with the extra point sent the game into OT. Uh, Odell Beckham threw a 49-yard touchdown pass in that game and also caught a one-yarder. Uh, the Bears lost that game snapping a five game skid they were eight and four at the time uh the giants improved to four and eight do you remember that one i do remember that it was a, a good trip down memory lane and boy some of those names Tariq cohen anthony miller cody parkey wow <laughs> like i said things change quickly in a hurry in the nfl but yeah this, this should be a, a good test for the bears to go on the road and get a win here three and one bears all right three and one and now off to minnesota october the 9th Week five, noon kickoff, second uh, division matchup after finding uh, facing off with Green Bay in week two. So we've got a new head coach in Kevin O'Connell. We've got a new front office. Mike Zimmer finally out after eight years. New look Vikings. Yeah, new look Vikings. I think this one could be tough going on the road. Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, that combination is as, as much as we want to knock Kirk Cousins, the guy still puts up numbers um, no matter – you know, he, he may not be the flashiest guy to do it, and he gets criticized because he's getting paid, um, 
you know, handsomely. But the numbers are there. The results are there. I, I think this is maybe a, a little bit of a close game. But I think the Vikings win it. They got the home field advantage in this one. So Bears fall to three and two. Minnesota is super interesting to me. You've, you've got Kevin O'Connell's their new head coach. He was with the Rams the last two years as their OC, right? Uh, the Vikings, by the way, at this in this point in time, they'll play Green Bay in week one, Detroit in week three, and then they're playing the Saints in London in week four. No bye coming on back to face the Bears. Advantage Bears right there, right? I, uh, I I still have them losing the game, but that is a uh, that's that's a, that is challenging for what uh, for for the Vikings. Demetrius Washington is just was just hired by the way as their vice president of football operation. Kwesi Adolfo Mensa is running the Vikings now. This dude is super interesting. He's got a bachelor's and master's degree in economics. He was a commodities trader. Gets hired by the 49ers in 2013. Moves up the food chain and now eventually is is the Vikings GM. Uh, he's got a bachelor's degree in economics from Princeton. He was a walk-on on the hoop team. Master's in economics at Stanford. Um, this guy was a portfolio manager the whole thing. I, I just just naming that the Minnesota Vikings are are going super analytical up there. It's it's and and very young. So uh, I mean, old man Mike Zimmer and that whole. It almost feels like money ball on the Oakland A's up in Minnesota right now. Uh, but I got the, I, I don't know. I, I, find, I find what they're doing just very interesting considering the, you know, the Bears have obviously hired polls and doing a regime change. It'll be interesting to watch like who did it better in this offseason as time moves forward. Uh, I actually, but for the record, I, I didn't give my, my Giants pick. I have a loss to Minnesota. Win against the 49ers, loss to the Packers, win against the Texans, loss at loss of the Giants, and then a loss to the Vikings. So I got the Bears sitting at 2-3 and three right now. You've got them 3-2 and two as we move along to Ron Rivera, Week 6, Thursday night, October 13th, 7-15 with the Commanders, baby. Yeah, the Carson Wentz-led Commanders, <laughs> if he's still starting at this time in Week 6. <laughs> but uh, home game, Thursday night primetime. Uh, I think we're going to see the best game of Justin Fields so far this season on this game Thursday night, October 13th. I got the Bears getting a nice win, improving the 4-2 and two on the year. I I really love your optimism. Uh, I mean, why not? Commanders under 500 last year, 7-10. and 10. Carson Wentz. A shout-out, by the way, from DeWindy to Ron Rivera, who is the winner this year of the George Hallis Award. Uh, the pro football writers do that. That's given to an NFL player coach staff member who overcomes adversities to succeed. I mean, this he, this guy had uh, squamous cell carcinoma. They found cancer in his neck in August of 2020. And then 35 proton therapy treatments, chemotherapy, the whole thing. Never misses a game. And, uh, yeah, just keeps on moving through. And, here, and, and Chico was a huge... Uh, very, very popular when he was a Bear player, man. That guy should have been a head coach and or uh, promoted more heavily when he was a Bear. But at any rate, we get to see him on the field. Uh, Commanders, yeah, I've got that as a win. So evening up the record at 3-3, three and three, you're at 4-2. and two, And here we go, off to New England. Let's go take down Bill Belichick, week 7, Monday night. It's October the 24th at 7-15. Let's go. 
Yeah, going to Gillette Stadium, always a tough place to play for the opponent. Um, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, there's going to be a lot of debate about that to see who's doing the uh, the best of their sophomore seasons in the NFL. But I just don't see how Matt Averflus is going to beat Bill Belichick in this one. So I got the Bears falling to four and three. <laughs> if there's one game on the damn schedule that I want them to win outside of being the Packers, I would just can, can we beat Belichick? Seriously. One freaking time. Belichick's beaten the Bears the last five, uh, eight and nine overall. Last game they won was back in 2000. Shane Matthews over Drew Bledsoe, 24-17. Way to go, Shane. Uh, that eight of nine, by the way, the 10th game, that was a Super Bowl, baby. 46 to 10, up your ass. Uh, God, it was, but that's not the, I didn't hate New England back then because, they weren't uh, led by Bill Belichick yeah. and company. Uh, I, yeah, I've got I've got them losing to to the Pats, so I'm at uh, three and four with back to back road games. There's that's twice on the schedule. By the way, they go back to back: Patriots, Cowboys, and then coming up with the Falcons and the Jets. But off we go to Dallas, and uh, yes, it's Halloween weekend, noon kickoff, week eight. Yeah. AT&T Stadium, this is going to be a tough matchup. I would like to see Justin Fields kind of go toe-to-toe toe -to -toe with Dak Prescott here and kind of match him throw for throw, score for score. Uh, really like a lot about the Cowboys. Certainly the Cowboys, they they are known to come up short in some marquee moments. I don't know if week eight in the, in the regular season against the Bears would be a marquee moment. Um, but I, I like the Cowboys to win this one. Um it's just going to be a tough one to win here. So got the Bears falling to four and four on the year. So the AT&T Stadium thing is, is interesting, Patrick, because, you know, Bears, Arlington Heights, I don't know, is is literally everybody going down there with Ted Phillips to just look at every part of AT&T Stadium. Um, but on the field, Cowboys have their bye the week after this game, which is not overly relevant, but – uh, I do think perhaps uh, the game that they have after the bye is, which is Mike McCarthy going back to Green Bay to face the Packers. So anybody looking ahead in Dallas, just looking ahead to that Green Bay thing? Uh, it's a reach, maybe a reach and a half, but um, that is the game after the Bears. So I'm, if there's one thing that Mike McCarthy wants to do, I'm sure it's beat Green Bay. Of course, he knows the Bears well, too. They got the Lions the week prior. Cowboys schedule, man, they start out with the Bucks and Bengals. That's about as, as tough of a start as you can get. I do have the Bears losing to Dallas. So, for me, they're sitting there at 3-5 and five after eight weeks uh, coming home for two games with Miami first and then the Lions. Uh, we can tackle the Dolphins. Here comes Tua. Noon kickoff, November 6th, Soldier Field, baby. Getting out of 500 and getting a winning record here, five and four back in Soldier Field. I think the Bears are going to have to win a lot of their games at home this year, really defend the Soldier Field turf. Uh, we're going to need Bears fans to, to sell at all these home games. Um, Tua, the Dolphins, I don't know. They're, I don't really know what to make of the Dolphins this year. So I'm riding the home field advantage. I'm riding the, the middle point of the season here where any um, kinks in the road or whatever you want to call it um, – I guess the familiarity portion of the, the schedule, I, th I think things are starting to click and things are starting to gel. Chemistry is is apparent between Fields and v Valus Jones and Darnell Mooney. Cole Komet's coming into his own. 
this young Bears secondary with Kyler Gordon and Jalen Johnson and Jaquan Brisker. They're coming into their own here. So I got the Bears going to win and improving to five and four. Five wins, baby. Out, sweep out the Dolphins. How, how's this? The Flues hits principle comes big in the Bears taking the football away from Tua and company. Uh, somehow, someway, shutting down Tyreek. I don't know. That's uh, Tyreek Hill coming to Soldier Field. That in itself is probably worth the price of admission for uh, your, what was that? What do we got here? Week nine. And then week 10, it's the Lions. So back-to-back home games here. Bears have beaten Detroit uh, seven of the last eight. So going for eight of nine. And uh, but uh, you know, hey, can can the Flues have the same success that Matt Nagy had against the Lions? We got another winning streak on our hands. Back to back wins here. Bears approved to six and fourth. The Detroit Lions in Soldier Field. It's got to be a Bears win. I've got them winning that as well. So that is for me. You're at six and four. I'm at one, two, three, four. I'm at five and five. We have even evened it up. At five and five through ten weeks of the season, the uh, I I uh, respect to you, Detroit. I was looking back at the history of this because the Bears are on this uh, stretch here, you know, going for their eighth win in nine games. Before that, though, they lost nine of ten. Before that, they won nine of ten. The longest uh, streak of beating the Lions comes back in the mid forties to the fifties when they got them eleven straight. So, for whatever reason, the rivalry has been a streaky one. Not when one team is better than the other. They tend to roll through. Uh, but here we go to week 11, and huge revenge week, sort of, kind of, I guess. Ryan Pace and company uh, at Atlanta. Noon kickoff on November 20th as we edge towards Thanksgiving. Seven and four, three-game win streak. The Bears are <laughs> the Bears are coming into their own here. The Justin Fields MVP chatter is starting to heat up. Um, that That's definitely uh, a stretch. But, hey, if they win three in a row here, if they're at seven and four, we're talking playoffs at, at this point in the in the season. We're talking Matt Eberflus as a potential coach of the year candidate. And any questions we had about a lack of playmakers on this Bears offense, it's quickly being diminished week by week as the Bears just rack up win after win after win. This would be three straight. Um, but again, three inferior opponents, three games on the schedule that you have to win if you want to kind of meet your goals here and kind of be uh, legitimate uh, and not be a, a laughing stock in the NFL like they have been. Um, but, yeah, I like this. This has got to be a win, 7-4. and four. Marcus Mariota is the Falcons quarterback. I mean, come on. Let's go. Uh, and the whole team is is ex-Bears. Trivia, yeah. I mean, name, name a former Bear that's on the Falcons right now, either A, in the front office or on the field. You want to do – you want to pick one, Patrick? Well, I know Cordero, Cordero Patterson. That's one. Yeah. Uh, you got well. We've got Pace, who, by the way, is working with Phil Emery, who's oh. been with the Falcons since as, as one of their scouts in 2016. Pace is now a senior personal executive on Terry Fontenot's staff, which Phil Emery's a part of. I thought that was just kind of a a fun little moment in time. Jermaine Effetti, Demir Bird, Tease Tabor. Elijah Wilkinson, the tackle, running back Damian Williams, all on the Bears roster right now, all in Atlanta. Can't I mean Ryan Pace is just an absolute beauty. You mentioned Patterson. Uh, they also got Mike Davis down there. Rashad Coward is down there. Um, James Vauders, and also the coaching staff on passing game coordinator Dave Ragone when he was with the Bears is their OC. Uh, running back coach Charles London is the quarterbacks coach. 
Um, and also, uh, Michael Petrie is another former running back coach, is the outside linebackers coach now for the Falcons. I mean, like, unbelievable. Bear Pretty South, manly. baby. As if we. A lot, as, a lot of journeymen. Um, you know, nobody, <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to, like, I don't think those guys are going to be like, oh, we got the Bears. This is our revenge game opportunity here. But that is. That is pretty odd. Pretty, uh, pretty odd. I, w- I wouldn't have guessed it's that many guys that have once been employed by the Bears. I mean, what have we been having to, to use a successful regime over here? Like, it, <laughs> we just want right. to pick up all the Bears. I think. Yeah, it's like just... pluck guys from the Patriots and the and like the Packers and the the Chiefs and like winning organizations. Not like, yeah, we got you know, ten guys from a, a franchise that's won twenty games the last four or five years, whatever. Hey. I mean, okay, all right, Atlanta. We, we got we, Ryan Pace and Phil Emery on the on the payroll together. That's that's not good. I mean, that it's just rich. This is serious, rich stuff. Uh, okay, so we're to week twelve, and back on the road, off to New York. Second trip to New York as uh, the New York Jets are awaiting on Thanksgiving weekend. So the Bears are not playing on Turkey Day, November the twenty seventh, uh, and we get to see Zach Wilson who. Had a lot, got a lot more support in the offseason than Justin Fields has gotten to this point. Yeah, Zach Wilson, the number two pick in the draft. Thought Justin Fields was going to be the number two pick in the draft for the longest time. That didn't happen. But the Bears go two and zero in MetLife Stadium, improved to eight and four on the year, four straight wins. Now we are sniffing a playoff appearance here. Just got to get one or two more wins to really feel secured about our playoff lives here. Um, Justin Fields is, is looking like a Pro Bowler at this point in the season. Four straight wins here in November, the third quarter of the season. And, and for the Bears fans during the Nagy pace era, the third quarter of, of games has pretty much been the, the downfall and the demise of the Bears over the last few years. Would not score any points at all whatsoever in the third quarter of games. But in the third quarter of the season, the Bears go 4-0. The schedule just kind of breaks that way with uh, some some really bad opponents and, and some home games here on the schedule. But yeah, somehow, some way, the Bears are eight and four right now. So when you're sitting at home doing your schedule and you get them to eight and four, do you look in the mirror and think like I'm just an idiot, or or do you like, oh, this is amazing, I'm a beautiful person? A little bit more of the latter, but also eight and four could quickly be four and eight. I mean, these these games are, you know, I the Bears beat the Jets by three or four, they beat the Falcons by three or four, they beat the Lions by three or four. You're talking about one or two plays that could change these wins to losses. So it's not eight and four with an exclamation mark. It's eight and four <laughs> with a, you know, question mark. It's like I'm Ron Burgundy. So, you know, thing, it's not a, it's not a, it's a very tenuous thing. Yeah. Know, long story short. Uh, I, I know. I, I listen, I love the optimism. And uh, for the record, I do have a beating the jets. I got a loss to the Falcons. So I'm sitting at 500 here. Uh, after 12 at six and six you're you're at eight and four god bless you um yeah. yep and then if hey if they're eight and four at that point uh, speaking into existence damn it the week 13 the week before the bears finally get a buy by the way though when you play on thursday night that's in essence a pseudo buy and after that they they have a, it's a monday night game so mm-hmm. there are some little breaks in the schedule for the bears that i could end up uh being fluced up if you will but here we go week 13 Green Bay at home, noon kickoff. Aaron Rodgers, I own you. I still own you. The rematch game. Here we go. Bears, winners of four straight games. Sit at eight and four on the season. Aaron Rodgers comes to town. And the Bears 
unfortunately lose this game. Had their four-game winning streak snapped. Fall to eight and five on the season here. Hopefully, it's a, a closer game than uh, than the one in week two in Lambo might be. But uh, this is gonna be a tough one to, to win on paper here. We'll see how things materialize. That the Bears really are eight and four at this point in the season when they play. It won't be a, a pushover game, but. Uh, Green Bay is too good. They got a better roster, and of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers is the is the difference maker. I, I literally thought you were going victory. I you that was you, that was a good. Ask shitty. me on December third or December fourth, <laughs> and you know maybe I'll have a different answer then. It was a good I hitch. Hope I do. It was a good hitch and go. Uh, I I I bought in, uh, which makes me think of uh, our guy Adam Hogue over at CHGO, who uh, had me over there to talk about uh, Tariq Cohn in his piece in the Players' Tribune, which I'm assuming uh, that you've seen by now. Uh, but we, he, we did a little snap of the football there, which is kind of like what you almost just did we, uh, it's in some weird shape or form. So thanks to those guys, and uh, thank you for getting me at least optimistic that uh, the Bears could be competitive with the Packers in some way. Yes, I've got them losing that one. I've got them losing bad. Uh, six and seven, they fall to going into the bye, which is not terrible, although I'll probably be saying at the time it'd be a lot better if they were further out of the playoffs and higher up on the draft board. But week 14, you get the bye, and then you come home to the Philadelphia Eagles as the travel schedule lightens up here at the end of the year. It's December the 18th. It's snowing. And uh, by the way, Matt Nagy never won a damn game off the bye. Does Matt Eberflus do it in his first time? I think he does. I think he does, and the Bears get to nine wins. I like Jalen Hurts, but I don't love Jalen Hurts. I think this is a game where Justin Fields has to be – you got you got to win the quarterback matchup, and I think Justin Fields can do that against Jalen Hurts. Um, it's a home game. I think that's a, another advantage for the Bears. So it's going to be another close game. A lot of these wins that I have for the Bears, I don't have them blowing anybody out outside of maybe the Texans, um, maybe the Lions. You know, we'll see, but yeah. Nine wins by week fifteen. Let's do it. I, I listen. I've got them. I've got them beating the Eagles. Uh, so back to five hundred for me. And this, it it actually somewhat matters. No matter like if that they come out of the bye week and look different than they normally did last year and years before. We're like somehow you would think you're getting an edge, and it didn't happen. I would love to see this year that whatever's going on with Fields at the time, they come out and he's just 3% better. Something where you can just see that the coaching staff is having an impact, uh, unlike the previous regime. So let us move along to now it is Christmas weekend. Uh, Christmas actually falls on a Sunday. So the NBA is going to get rocked by the NFL because there's going to be games going on, but there's a ton of games on Saturday as well. The Bears playing on that Saturday, Christmas Eve, and playing Super Bowl contender Buffalo. I'm assuming you've got the Bills. Like the Bills in this one. The Bills, maybe they're my my pick to win the Super Bowl this year. I don't know. We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But the Bills, very, 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 very good. Josh Allen might be the uh, MVP this year. Just a great team. Would love to see an upset here on Christmas Eve. Give us all a Merry Christmas. Uh, just don't know if Santa Claus is going to deliver that gift this year. 
Yeah, no, I, I don't think Santa Claus is coming by Soldier Field. It'll be beautiful. I hope we get a white Christmas. It's, it'll be sweet to measure yourself up against the NFL's best. It's a great opportunity. They'll be rolling into the playoffs, most likely. The Bears, uh, well, you know, in your spot, at least they'll be fighting for a playoff spot at that point. But a great opportunity late in the year. Here comes Buffalo. Uh, I do have Buffalo winning the football game. And then we got two games to go. Interesting. You, you play on Christmas Eve, and then you play on New Year's Day uh, on the road at Detroit. Normally, we're up there on Thanksgiving, but uh, this is the the lone road game in the last five games of the Bears season. So very, very, very light on travel at the end of the year around the holidays, which I'm sure makes a lot of Bears players happy. Yeah, certainly a nice little variable or intangible as far as the, the schedule makers were concerned. This is the win that gets the Bears to 10, to double-digit wins. And if this happens, Matt Eberflus is, is the coach of the year. The Bears are this year's Bengals, the, the team of destiny. I'm not saying they're getting to the Super Bowl, so maybe I'll, I'll take that one back. Well, Richard, edit that out. Um, no, no. Yeah. I, I honestly, Richard, if, if you could put together all of Schmidt's wins, yeah. that is the video from this week. Yeah, this, that's is, a highlight. this is this yeah. is this is this is unbelievable. Ten wins, huh? Okay, yeah. keep going. All and, right. And happy New Year! The New Year's resolutions this year is Justin Fields owns the league. He's coming for Aaron Rodgers. This is this is the win that, that gets the Bears in the playoffs, and and they're gonna play Green Bay in like this in the second round, and and they're they're gonna beat them. Um, but. Uh, First things first, I, I think it's Detroit. You got to sweep Detroit this year. You got to sweep all these, these, you know, the two New York teams, the Jets and the Giants. You got to beat the Dolphins, the Falcons, the Eagles. And if you could get at least split the Vikings, uh, that that's, I mean, it's a crazy roadmap. But when I when I dial it in on Google Maps, I, I got the Bears getting a 10 win somehow. They're, it, they're arriving at that destination. I mean, I, I'm, I'm mocking you a little bit here, but I, I am, uh, I, I got them at nine and eight. Um, so, and that I, you know, I ain't betting my life on this, but I, I've got them beating Detroit, and then I've beat I've got them beating Minnesota last uh, game of the year, Jan seven or eight, most likely the eighth, but we we'll see. It could be a Saturday game, uh, Minnesota at home. Normally, uh, it's on the road, but uh, here we go with the Vikings to wrap up the season. For whatever reason, the schedule makers love this. Seventh time in the last nine years, it's the Bears and the Vikings wrapping up the year. Uh, you got them. You have them losing though, huh? No, I think I got them winning this one. I think I had them losing in Minnesota, but winning uh, the finale in Soldier Field. Um, don't know if it's going to be secured the the playoff spot heading into this weekend. Um, so I think they're going to have to go all out, play all the starters. Um, we'll see. I don't think Minnesota is going to be a playoff team this year, so. I think the Bears finished second in the NFC North and maybe you know if this is the 11th win on the schedule which I did not think I was going to get to 11 I was thinking nine would be high and now I'm wondering if I'm the one that's high to say the Bears <laughs> are going to get 11 wins but uh yeah somehow I mean you know the, the Dolphins game the Eagles game one of these Vikings games those could you know coin flip games maybe even the Falcons game I don't know so 11 wins, 11 and six could easily be six and 11 on a couple plays here and there. But we're, we're thinking best case scenario. I'm drinking, I'm drinking the Navy and orange Kool-Aid. Uh, you know, the flus is loose coach of the year, Justin Fields pro bowler, and he's going to get some MVP votes if the bears win 11 games. I think you're the most optimistic person in the city. Uh, I, I, 
I, I, I think that's wonderful. I feel blessed to be your partner. I, 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 uh, I think that we, you're going to look, um, bad, but, 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 but that's okay. Uh, go big or go home and Hey, why not? 11 wins. Um, I've got nine and eight. I feel, I'd feel more comfortable if it came out at eight and nine, but I've got nine and eight, uh, Go to Vegas and put your money, uh, or no, you don't need to go to Vegas anymore these days. Get your put, get yourself on FanDuel or wherever. Uh, six and a half is the over under. Might as well. It's one of the great value bets because you get to root for the Bears every single week, and you you know, see if you can cross over that threshold. Schmitty, good stuff. Um, I I thought seven wins when we were talking after the draft. I thought seven wins would be okay. I would consider that a success. 11 is best case scenario, like icing it. Like here's your cake. Here's a bunch of icing. Here's some sprinkles, some whipped cream, hot fudge. Like that's best of the best of the best case scenario here. But I'm choosing to, to live on that side of the coin here. Um, but I, I think there is a, is a path to be a little bit better than we're initially thinking. The, the roster isn't necessarily an 11-win team. But there are some guys with huge potential behind them. And it, it's all on number one, Justin Fields. If Justin Fields looks like the guy we think and hope he can be, 10 or 11 wins is possible if things kind of fall into place. If he's not good and this line is still shaky, the two young tackles, the, the young playmakers, Komet and Mooney and Bayless Jones and these guys aren't really developing and the defense still has some holes. Nobody else is getting to the quarterback like Roquan Smith. Khalil Mack doesn't have anybody in front of him to keep the blockers off him. And this young secondary is having some growing pains. Then we might be looking at a, a five or a six-win team. But there is a big variable here going from, from five wins to six or seven wins to, to 11 wins. So the, the challenge is, is in front of them. I say just just don't don't even mention anymore five six. I You're at said 11. sixteen and one. I mean, yeah, honestly, well, you basically did. Eleven wins to the Bears in twenty twenty two is like sixteen wins to the Bears in nineteen eighty five. Um, so you're 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 at sixteen and one. Uh, quickly, I don't know if people saw the Bears schedule release video, but we pulled a, a quick snippet of it, and I'm wondering. Uh, was this show better or was it this from the Bears schedule release, whatever the hell this thing is? Let's do it. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of corny. Let's throw. I good for you, Bears. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shit on you like everybody else is out there. Uh, but actually, I am. That is 
you could do better than throwing footballs into a container. You you just can. Let's hey go stand over there and throw it in the container and we'll say it's Green Bay. Ha! We're yeah. the Bears. I mean, come on, man. I know you can be more creative. Yeah, gotta gotta give the thumbs down to the social media department and the, the marketing <laughs> team and and the whole brain trust there. I mean, you you see some of these scheduling videos and the 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 Chargers had the best one where there was like a, an entire anime and it was like each week was an entire story. Just incredible visuals and just next level, like just brainstorming and just creativity. Like, holy cow. It's like you see that and then you see the bears. You're like, that's it? Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> definitely corny. Like, it feels like they woke up on Thursday morning and they're like, oh, shoot, the schedule comes out today. Do we have anything planned for social? And then social was <laughs> like, uh, I, I thought you guys are doing that. So. I don't know. I think it's time to start game planning and brainstorming the 2023 schedule release video because we got to do better than that. Right. Let, let I mean, honestly, get Floose in there. You are not living by the hits principle Definitely in this not. video. This You're not. You there, there is no intensity here. There There is no takeaways. There's, there's just lameness of uh, snapping the ball now into a garbage uh, bin and saying that we're doing something creative. You can do better, Bears. It's okay. I know it doesn't impact winning on the field, but you know, just one great organization doing great things. Uh, I blame Ted Phillips for this. Yeah, and uh, here's another thing, Ted. Uh, you know, Darren Ravel put out a tweet earlier today. Apparently, he was walking through Midway Airport. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, here, here, here's uh, here's the tweet. Uh, you know, Bears add up now at Midway Airport. Trubisky, Mack, and Tariq Cohn. Come on, man. I get it. You're, I guess you're about the front of the jersey and not the back, but, you know, Darren's right to call it out. Trubisky's a stealer. Max had the Chargers. Our guy Tariq's a free agent. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to chalk this one up to, to Midway Airport, the, the second <laughs> airport in the city. I don't think this is a Bears fault, but it goes to show you, I mean, how quickly things change. But, gosh, Trubisky, he's going on year two now of not being on the Bears. At least Mac was on the Bears last year, and yeah. Tariq was was technically on the Bears roster. Didn't play, but yeah, Midway, get your shit together. So you think? Hold on a second. Let's break this down. You you think that this works out? That like the Bears are a client of Midway's, and it's up to Midway to update their 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 however they promote it, and they just drop the ball or. My contention would be like the Bears have a contract with them. They're supposed to send them new stuff, run this, and put in your rotation. And somebody over there is just dropping the ball? Yeah, I think on, there's uh, multiple people to blame here. Let's get this Justin Fields ad campaign yeah, going now. Right. I mean, come on. Like, how is he not like – remember when like Derrick Rose was on like the cover of like Giordano's pizza boxes? Like, come <laughs> on. Let's get his face and name everywhere. Mitchell Look, Trubisky, get the hell out of here. Like, I mean, on. right. To, I mean, don't make Bears fans see that. Wow. It, you know, come on, man. Uh, this is and, why I always. This is why I always fly out of O'Hare. I mean, come on. Midway's <laughs> a dump. See, oh, but I see. I love Midway. I'm I'm a Midway fan. I yeah. Actually, truthfully, like it, it is like less stressful to fly in and out of there because and, O'Hare is an absolute circus. I mean, if you live in the city, too nice. Give me a or good orange line to Midway. It's always quicker. At any rate, uh, okay. Hey, Darren. Darren. Uh, Darren Ravel. Nice job, buddy. Wait, way to way to see something and and take advantage. Of course. Uh, I assume that that was an honest dunk. job by Darren, and he wasn't making stuff up. He's an honest guy, right? We we trust Rovell. He wouldn't do that. 
No, he's a nerd. I don't like him. We, <laughs> gave, we already gave him too much airtime. <laughs> I know he's watching the Windy City. Oh, he loves he's going to tell him about it. Yeah. He, he loves this show. Come back to him. He's he's a, he's a yeah. huge huge fan of the show. The pride uh, of Northwestern. The pride the pride the pride of the cats. Uh, all right, another show in the books here, Schmitty. Schedule release done and done. Uh, OTAs tomorrow, so we'll have some uh, content coming out for you from whatever's going on at OTAs. I, I'm expecting some thrilling damn OTAs with Flus looking professional, Fields looking strong. Positive comments are going to be flowing for sure. Uh, but we'll try to sift through whatever news is out there uh, as we build up this 11-win, damn it, Chicago, yeah. <laughs> Chicago Bears 2022. 11 wins or bust. 11 or bust. I'm putting, my, I'm putting my bet down on win bet right now. 11 wins, hitting that over on the uh, the win total. If you actually hit that on, if you bet that on uh, on the exacta, I don't know if that's a thing, but get Ben Heisler in here. If you actually bet 11 wins, I wonder what odds you could get on that. It'd be you. I'm going to retire because I'm going to hit that, and then I'm going to retire, and then I'm going to I'm going to buy the Bears. It'd be it'd be better than buying Bitcoin. Uh, hey, hit that subscribe button. Appreciate you checking out the Windy, however you did it. And, uh, yeah, Patrick, we roll on in the offseason, brother. No days off for us except Tuesday <laughs> through Sunday, and we'll be back Monday. <laughs> <laughs>